to be careful because if you think that you're going to eat a lot of rubbish for an entire month, it's actually quite a large part of the calendar that you can do and do that every year and it's going to make a difference to your health. And then if you argue that maybe you might eat less well when you go on holiday, which will be another couple of weeks a year, if you're not careful, these events start to get quite big. Welcome to the Natural Doctors podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Jess. And I'm Zandra. We're experts in our field. I'm a doctor who's qualified in eight natural health specialties. And I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I've been qualified for 15 years, and now I train other chiropractors in how to look at the root cause of pain. We are sisters, and together we have one of the biggest natural health clinics in the UK. We've done all the hard work. Years of testing out what works in the natural world on ourselves, family, friends, and thousands of our patients. We've done the work so you don't have to and we can show you the quickest, most effective way to get to your goals and what works. Welcome to Natural Doctors Podcast. Today we're going to go for a seasonal special. So we love to try and deal with the seasons and cope with each one. Of course, we're coming up to Christmas. And so we really want to show you basically how us as natural doctors kind of deal with Christmas time and the changes in stress levels in our eating habits, but also our social events. And I think Christmas is a really big event for most people in the calendar. Obviously, if you're, we're not Christian, but if you don't celebrate Christmas, that's fine as well. You could probably use it for any holiday that you're going through. But I think we'll just give you some tips for getting through this because I think the average person doesn't find Christmas particularly fun in some ways. Mm. They may enjoy the actual day, but there's a lot of stressful events around Christmas that can make your mood lower, that can make you feel worse in yourself. And we want to give you our tips for how to get through it as easily as possible. Also, you know, just the, the basic centre find that is you get to the side of Christmas, you can pretty much go like the day after New Year's Day and the supermarkets are full of completely different things. They're full of, you know, green vegetables. They have everything you need to try and help you lose weight in the in the beginning of the shop. And I always find that interesting because um, I, I've never really particularly been someone who gains a lot of weight over Christmas and it's just how you manage it. You know, we can still have huge amounts of fun. It doesn't mean you have to gain three stone to have it. There are lots of things you can do that are enjoyable. I think all my patients get told that Christmas is not an excuse to eat badly for four to six to eight weeks yeah. because Christmas starts very early in the shops. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, uh, I ban people from starting their Christmas eating for quite a period of time. And I fully accept that in December, I'm going to really struggle to get nearly any patient onto any diet that I wish <laughs> to get them onto. So what I do is I ask them to do steps of my diet. So if I'm trying to get them to radically reduce their sugar, we start with, why don't we just take out this one thing? Or why don't we try and swap that for this and make this a little bit healthier? Or why don't we take out gluten for the next three weeks? There are loads of gluten-free Christmas things. Why don't you just take out gluten and we'll look at that? Because I'm going to struggle to get them onto a full-blown diet. And I understand why, because unfortunately, without realising, we think we're not programmed by all the things around us, but we most definitely are. And if you watch adverts of mince pies continually, if you see them in all shops around you, if there's everything around you, people offer you chocolates everywhere you move, it's quite hard to stay on a diet. But you can minimise the amount that that does for you. And ideally, you want to try and to get it into a smaller window as possible. That's the first thing, really, isn't it? I mean, mine's always a time frame. I'm a, a huge fan of mince pies, I really am. But as a, someone who's gluten-free, luckily there is only one shop who um, that sells the ones I like, because I like them to be highly buttery um but i'm sure marks and spencer's yeah, ones are just yeah. for brand dropping yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wheat free ones are so good um but what that also means is um a um they often sell out which helps me out a little bit but also what I, I have in my head is i'm not allowed them i'm not allowed them until after december 15th in my head that's just my ideal and i won't go mad i'm not allowed to have more than two boxes a year that is it that is the level i have in my head and and that is but, I, but interesting about that is the fact that because i've delayed it and because i've i've got it like as a goal i'm allowed them i'm not allowed a huge amount of them they're still exciting in my head and I still look forward to it. And I still want them. I've not oversaturated myself. And often that thought of having it and really enjoying it means that A, I enjoy them a lot more, but it also means that I don't overdo it. It means that next year I'm going to want them in the same way. 
to be careful because if you think that you're going to eat a lot of rubbish for an entire month, it's actually quite a large part of the calendar that you yep. can do and do that every year and it's going to make a difference to your health. And then mm-hmm. if you argue that maybe you might eat less well when you go on holiday, which will be another couple of weeks a year, if you're not careful, these events start to get quite big. So we do have to keep them in proportion. But equally, it's looking at things other than food as treats. Yes. So we book events over Christmas as treats. You know, we look forward to Christmas Fest, which is Poynton's like... Uh, like in the street. Market, yeah, we shut the street down. We're going to have a look and I'm excited about it. I can't wait to. In fact, actually, we're going to go and put some lights around the clinic ready for it and have a little bit of an event. And I put silly hats on everyone and I can't wait. But what, what draws me there, it's actually the fact that they've got that um, kettle drum music. Oh, the carnival thing. And I love it. I really like it too. It sounds fantastic. And they have two guys on stilts who walk around as Jack Frost all done up. And I love to look around and have fun and do everything with it. It's fireworks. And it also is at the end is fireworks and I can't wait and I'm very, very excited about it. But what I do to mitigate that is, is you know there is a lot of food served there a lot of other things there it doesn't mean I'm not going to have it it just means I already know in my head what I'm going to have so I'm, I'm basically just looking at it and going it's fine so I'm probably going to have a gluten-free waffle when I go there because I know there's a shop there that serves waffles and there's a gluten-free waffle fine that's one thing I'm going to have and that's it but I'm also going to have my tea before I go I'm going to have my homemade chili before I go so I'm not going there starving I'm not going to do that but also I've kind of mitigated it. I've had the really nice nourishing meal at home, but I'm still going to give myself a little bit of reward while I'm there. But I'm also going to go and I'm going to look at trinkets and look at little things that are there, walk up and down and spend some time with family. And we'll look at different things instead. And it's what I do with the kids too. So yes. I'm taking both my kids to it and yeah. we're taking our family. And I think we'll eat tea before we go. They will probably get a hot chocolate as a treat. That will be their treat. And the rest of the time we'll look at other stuff and they'll look at light balloons and other things. They can maybe look at those instead, but I try not to reward them with food. They will just have the hot chocolate as their reward, which they think is amazing. And my kids <laughs> value hot chocolate very highly because that's their treat they're allowed. But no, they won't be allowed a whole load of chocolate and, and other things that, you know, might not be very good for them or a lot of sugary treats that I don't want them to eat. And we don't teach them that's part of the tradition, but yet they still love it. It's not that you're depriving them. They still love that event. We also set up loads of Christmas traditions. You know, yesterday we put up our Christmas tree and our Christmas tree was like this massive event. We go and get it all together. We go and make those traditions quite strong. And the the things that we put on it, we also went and picked a Christmas decoration each. We went to a cheapy shop and we got them and they each got to pick. And you know, I don't know what, they picked some really crazy decorations. <laughs> We've got a tree that definitely does not, we're not in on those colour coordinated trees. We don't have one of those. No. But it looks awesome. You know, you look at yes. it and you go, and they enjoyed it so much and they're so excited because they can see the things that they made last year. You know, we've made them at different times. We Sometimes we do them as craft projects. But each of their, we have so many of their special things. And I was asking Jack, what are your favourite ones that he's got on the tree? We've made it a tradition. We've made it an event. And you can celebrate it. And I know through the years when they're 18 years old and not five anymore, that I will treasure those things. And and I'll treasure those those different traditions that we've made for Christmas. And I think that if you can do that as a family, it's a really wonderful, a really wonderful way to enjoy it that doesn't revolve around food. No, and it's also it's having those those little things in there. I mean, we also it's it's nice to look after little communities because uh, myself and my partner will be going this week to pick up a Christmas tree, and I can't wait to go and do it. But also, I've already picked the place. I'm picking the little tiny garden centre that I want to support that sells loads of organic vegetables, and I can't help it. We're going to go for a Christmas tree. Where we got ours from yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I can't. We, we love it together, and, and that is one of the things I, I can't help. But when I come out, I love the fact that you know if you ever get stuck going you know into a supermarket on the way out, they usually have lots of rubbish and stuff. This place has put all organic vegetables, and I can't help it. I, I have a Christmas tree in one hand, and I'm like, oh, have you seen the mushrooms? I can't help it. I usually end up grabbing something on the way out that's ridiculously healthy. And usually I'm like, oh, while we're here, tea, I could put on, you know, a vegetable tray. This looks fantastic. Have you seen the kombucha in the fridge? (laughs) And that's what you come out with. And often it's also where you go and where you shop. But I also, I love supporting that that, that, that little garden centre. rather than just a commercial shop. I I prefer to do it that way too. But... Equally, you know, those chi- those Christmas traditions, you know, you can do your Christmas tree like that. I alternate them. Last year we did the, um, we've got a Christmas tree delivered that was yes, a living Christmas tree in a pot. 
and then it went back again to be planted in the ground and we generally do do that this yeah. year we're going to do the other trees the normal ones yeah. but I think um, I think it's changing what you do and if, if there's just you if there isn't anybody else it's still put a Christmas tree up oh yeah you know the Christmas tree you know do the kids notice they do notice it and they enjoy it but I love it something about it just walking Smell. past it it makes me feel nice you look at it on the lights twinkling I think you can enjoy it if it's you still do those traditions for yeah. yourself you know, and invite some people around yes. to come and look at your Christmas tree. But I think, you know, still do those traditions. Don't make your house a sad place to be. No. You know, make it a fun place, even if there is just you to enjoy it. Celebrate yourself. And even put a stocking up. I mean, you know, um, we've just got stockings for the dogs. Why not? Put them up. I mean, it doesn't have to be for somebody else. Why can't the dogs have a stocking? I'm telling you, they're going to love it the same way. When you unwrap that tennis ball, I know you wrapped it. They're still going to have hours of fun with it. And you know what? They're going to be so excited. Yeah. And, and it's good fun. Also means when they start seeing the stockings, they'll realise there's treats coming in those things. You'll put them out and be like, I love that thing. Then you feel the dog looking at it. So why not have these things? Um, you know, this is a time of year we have to realise that I know the light levels can be getting lower. It can be getting a little bit darker. But, you know, most houses now are starting to put twinkly lights up. They're starting to make you go happier. I, I love those things. We love to go and see that row of houses, don't we? There's a road nearby us that has a massive amount. It's like a whole street where they've done all the different things. Lights. And again, in events around Christmas, we plan them out. So we plan that we know which week we're going to go and do that. We go and do the Christmas lights. And, and some of them are free. You know, yep. driving around that street does not cost any money. But you can go and see all the Christmas decorations people put out. They put a whole road together. I think look for things like that that you can do and make them part of your calendar and make that, you know, rather than going out, you know, drinking, go, rather than um, rather than eating loads of mince pies and other things, pick an event and do something that makes you feel Christmassy and makes you feel good. We have Christmas movie traditions. We watch certain movies as well. We're on Santa Claus 3, I think, at the moment <laughs> of the Santa Claus trilogy. And then we uh, are going to go and watch some of the series, which is apparently new. But we have movies we like. I like Elf. It's yep. my personal favourite. But I think doing something that, that means something for you, setting those things is far better than the commercial things they've taught you. This is looking at you know, what's in your calendar already. So I know there's lots of work parties and everything out at the moment and see how many you've got. The problem is what you can have is you can have multiple work parties. What you realise is you go out and you drink multiple times and I often see patients who come in after they've had their second one. They're like, oh, I don't feel great. And I've got to go out again tomorrow night. And I, oh, it's just hard work. And I go, have you ever thought about having one of them where you didn't drink as much? Well, maybe you drank less but you drank something more fun. Now, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. Maybe swap to a juicy like instead. So the alcohol comes down and they look at me and go, I'd never thought about that. And I went, for a start, a lot of drinks now look like they could be a mixer anyway. So if you're going to the bar to order it, why not, you know, space everything out and try drinking something different? Try an al- a non-alcoholic wine. Have or a non-alcoholic water that one. looks like a gin and tonic. Yeah. And start doing those instead and say, why don't you just have one night off in the middle and see if it makes a difference? And they come back in the next time and they go, do you know what? I had a totally teetotal night and I felt like so much better from doing that like i should just start spacing out i was like that's all you do if you know you have to go out and you know you have to drink a lot before you go out you, you can take a few things to help you i mean you can do juicing the next morning to help you get through through kind of you can have milk before you go in afterwards yeah and it would also help clean your liver and it's just putting things around it to make sure you realize okay you're going to go and do that but if you know you're going to a christmas party that evening why not drink huge amounts of water through that day to make sure your system is in good condition for it. Yeah, get yourself well hydrated and look after your health as well. And I think each time it's not that you don't want to have fun. We don't drink a huge amount, I no. would say, but it, that's a choice. And you choose it away. But I think it's making sure that you just don't also kill your system off, that you no. don't damage your health in the process. And that also, why do you need to do that? Why can't you enjoy it a different way? Can you find a different way to get that same enjoyment and make Christmas feel special? Um, and I think for the majority of people, Christmas is what you make it. You know, yeah. we had a family, we didn't have a great relationship with Christmas when we were younger. I think that it was very, you know, our house didn't feel very Christmassy. Nope. Um, it's superficial presents, wasn't it? What I realised is I don't really like receiving gifts. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I often find that those gifts aren't something, I don't know, not that I didn't want, but more, you know, I I, I just, I think it's a, a, a strange system that, you know, you get, you get gifts necessary that you didn't ask for or, you wouldn't want to buy. I'm a huge fan of 
of buying presents though. I very much enjoy the process, but I always, always want to kind of have an idea of something that they want or something that fulfills a need or even something that we've made. It doesn't have to be something that you've gone out and bought. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And secondly, it's also, I think the fun of the gift giving is also finding something special to that person. And even that's a small thing, people value it much more. You know, I have a patient who has virtually nothing and, and doesn't pay me to come and see me. And, and actually as a patient, I don't take many of them, but it's one that doesn't. And, and she has been a patient for a very long time and she gives me very tiny things for Christmas. But do you know they mean an awful lot to me? Because they're very special and she picks very nice things. She knows things about me and she really remembers and she takes real thought and care over it. Or she'll draw me a picture, you know. Yep. There, are, there, are, there are lots of ways that you can make someone feel special. And I know that money's tight at the moment for a lot of people. So you do it with activities. And it's the same with the kids. You know, the kids enjoy making things as much as they enjoy receiving gifts sometimes. Yes, they may want the big presents, but actually they also value the little things. So you can get them to appreciate different things. Also, you can do a lot of preparation in advance, you know. I just like to save money and I like to do things in the best way and I like to do them better for the environment. So I buy secondhand toys a lot of the time for the kids. Yep. You know, I often have done and I start really early because they're much cheaper in October than they are in November or December. Yep. So I have a big plan in place. I've started working out what they want early on and I've started looking as quickly as I can to find things. And I think that if you put that planning in and I make it really special, I built it up. You know, one of my children knows about Father Christmas and one of my children does not. And we have built it up that it'll be this, they'll get this really one amazing gift. And, and I don't buy them extravagant stuff after that. You know, it's that gift and it's really valuable and they're going to really love it. And by the time you get there, they love it so much because you've built it up in a giant story that it's this fantastic thing. And I think the same was true when we were younger a little bit. There was this one Christmas where I actually do remember that, you know, we got a present and it had a whole story behind it. And I really, really treasured that present because it came with a story, yes. you know, of everything. And that was an important thing to do. And I think it's a good thing to remember. You know, it came with a letter that said that, uh, you know, Father Christmas had lost it and he hadn't found it in the bottom of a cupboard. Mm. All of that meant far more to me than the toy. And that interested me because I learned that, you know, that side was a great way to do Christmas. And there's like the elf letters that you can buy we've come across those before that you know i got the kids to get one year where the the elves sent the kids like one every every um day or so they got a little tiny letter from them and you'd got them all in advance you put them in places in the house but um but it also had a sort of all the stories of the north pole and they loved them and i thought it was a great idea not particularly expensive but you could do that yourself too yeah you know i think christmas is much more making it exciting coming up with the stories of it coming up with the traditions and not getting as caught up in the commercialism at times i was planning the day i i, I don't know how people think this but i was just saying that Christmas Day was a very letting, let down, uh, big letdown. You get Christmas Day, you know, you'd have caught, counted your presents. And for some reason, it became a competition as who had the most. And then what happened, you'd open them. And that was it. That's all we did. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to look forward to. Maybe a meal that came in four hours that you'd eaten. It's very precious in our house, I think. And that was it. And and that wasn't really much fun. And we do it very differently now. We do a, we have different traditions. You know, now, you know, we wake up, you know, we have stockings first. You know, we get ready. You know, there's, you know, this, not this kind of pressure to open presents straight away. You know, go and walk dogs as a family. We go and do things in the day. I'm I'm a, a huge fan of cooking. I absolutely love cooking Christmas dinner, and I have absolutely no problem doing it. And I, but I don't like to do all of it on the day. So I like to cook my turkey on Christmas Eve. It's much easier, isn't it? Because then he finds that you know I actually we actually do debone it. So we actually take all of it out. So we actually we get it already, all ready. We put it in gravy already the day before. So next morning, all I have to make is the accompaniments with it. We've got all the turkey ready to go. But also, more importantly, it gives us a chance then to put those amazing stock bones into the slow cooker which means that the day after, so Boxing Day, we've already got bone broth ready, waiting. And also we're not wasting any of our food and we're able to use it all and use every bit because the turkey often gets wasted otherwise. And it is the most expensive thing you'll possibly ever buy, especially when it's one of our free-range, organic, 
But you can do it with a chicken. One. There is no reason you couldn't do it with a chicken. Oh, amazing. No reason at all. And I think it's trying to it's trying to change how you look at Christmas and how you look at what you're doing with it. And and that's a good tip for doing it is that we try and use everything and we try mm. and use it all up. So we try and use everything in recipes afterwards. We use every bit that we can of the chi- of the turkey or the chicken. Yep. And we make bone broth out of it and we then make that into soups. But we also can make a curry out of it. We can make rice out of it. You know, you can do it. You, you did can do risotto last year. I did a risotto. Yep. We have all our leftovers as well as everyone should. We. You can grow some of the things that you want to have with your turkey if you're smart and you plan it in advance. Yep. You know, and I think you also very much on that day, it's not looking at what other people do for Christmas. The problem with all the advertising and with all the things you see is you see this perfect Christmas day, but many people don't experience that. Some people don't have anyone else to go to for Christmas. Some people um, have relatives they really wish wouldn't come to them for Christmas. You know, oh, I have people around and a lot of stress and it brings up grief and trauma, you know, all those things and, and people that they miss and people that they love. I think it's looking at Christmas, each one individually, setting your own traditions that revolve around social connections, connections with family or friends. You know, if you are on your own for Christmas, you know, a lot of people like me quite like having other people for Christmas. I have no problem with there being loads of people. Yes. And I think if you have any friends or family at all, go and tell them that you're on your own for Christmas and see if they'll they'll accept you. You know, we've had a lot of other people, people who haven't had anywhere to go for Christmas. Hey, it makes great. We love having more people. It makes it more exciting. It makes it more interesting. If not, then plan your own traditions for the day. Do something special to you. Plan some things in advance. Don't just sit there and feel low. You know, plan a Christmas movie that you love if you like one. Plan a different movie if you don't like Christmas. You know, plan some special things that make you feel good. Just about what you um, what you have on the day. I mean, we are we are a very traditional one. We always have the big turkey. We always have the, the big meal. But we haven't eaten gluten in a very long time. Um, and so, you know, we've managed to now make our entire Christmas dinner gluten-free. But we don't miss anything out getting the right gluten-free Yorkshire pudding that took me a very very long time but we managed to get one now that is perfect every year we, we can make our favorite dessert possibly in the world that we only make once a year totally and we, gluten-free and we always make it we manage to make it make it, make it we gluten-free. may post that somewhere on the national doctors at some point because it's just so good no one else likes it but we love it yeah and um, but you know, it's, it's making those things you know exist but also knowing that you know we might eat a massive a massive lunch and we might enjoy our lunch we still make sure there's lots of vegetables in there and we always cook sprouts with it. We always make sure that's there. And oftentimes we make a juice in the morning just to make sure our stomach's good. Why not? And Christmas really is our blowout. I mean, but it's, again, if you look at it, it's pretty much a roast dinner and we have bone broth afterwards. So <laughs> you can do a lot with Christmas and not feel that Christmas is all sugar and chocolates yep. and other things. We, you know, if we get chocolates, we give them away again. We have a tendency to give our chocolates away if we do get them. We Especially don't eat wine. them. Yeah, we don't eat them. We don't drink anyway. So, but, so we're not really good in wine. But I think it's also really limiting, you know, what we consider to be a treat. It's not looking at all your food. People hoard the food and then eat it for weeks afterwards no, as no. they have to have it because they've got to eat all the Christmas food and then they can think about dieting. I encourage you to give away as much as you possibly can yep. because that food is not going to help your health in the long run. So you just have small amounts of it. You know, have a bit of something, pick a few things that you're going to eat as a treat and then give the rest away. You know, there's plenty of people who need food. Go and put it in a food bank. So one of the best things you can do actually is the idea of giving. So you are going to do a lot of buying for Christmas. You might be in that supermarket. Why not buy an extra couple of tins of dog food? Why not put those in, in one of those bins as you're leaving? This is a time of year when, you know, there are people out there who are suffering and it's not just people or animals or other things. So if you are, you know, buying a few things or you're thinking, you know, you know, wanted to, you know, buy something for somebody else and they're not sure they want a gift, say, why not buy something small and we give something to somebody else as well? We do a charity. And the gifting of charity things is a really big thing. And we've yeah. done it with, the, I've done it with the kids for birthdays and other things. I've made them give, instead of their party, I made the parents all give things to charity instead yeah. just to show them for a year. And I got the kids really involved with it and raising money for it. Yeah. And I think the same thing for us, you know, at times that charity giving can be better and sometimes having a discussion with your friends and going, I don't think we want to do presents this year. Would you like to give money to charity or would you like to do something instead? Because yeah. having the tat sometimes makes you really stressed as well. Yeah. Having a house full of rubbish and things that you didn't really want. 
You can also gift experiences. You can gift meals. You can gift other things to people and they'll find them so much better. Give them a gift voucher. You think it sounds boring, but isn't. You know, yeah. it forces them to go and do something they wouldn't always do. It forces them to go somewhere interesting. There's a lot of different ways to give presents and, and accumulating more stuff isn't always people's best way. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the um, the idea of um, what happens in restaurants. So I don't eat out a huge amount in December and we have probably one meal for our, our staff. That's about it. I don't go out a lot in December. One of the reasons is because I like to go out in January. Um, no one else is around, which is great because actually I, I get very annoyed by the, the noise when I go to restaurants in December. It's just very, very, very loud. It's very, very toxic. And also part of me thinks, you know, what happens if you own a restaurant? You must make all this money in December and then you must crash and burn in January. So I think, you know what, I'm going to do it the way around. So I kind of enjoy other events in December and then I go and have a couple of meals out in, in my January instead and enjoy it that way. But because I haven't overindulged massively in Christmas, I feel like I'm completely fine to do whatever I want in January. Because it's kind of like, you know, this is my kind of reward. You know, I didn't go crazy and blow out and eat 25 packets of mince pies, but why not go and have a few meals? It's more more fun. There's also, there's nothing against exercising. Um, On Christmas Day itself, we go for quite a nice long dog walk. Does uh, multiple things. Gets us kind of ready for the day. Massively helps your appetite. If you're going to eat a big meal later on, you go for a nice big walk first. It kind of helps move everything around. It's a tradition again. It's one of our Christmas traditions. And I think I really encourage, it's one of the things to really take from Christmas. Christmas is a time when we take up certain things. And instead of going Christmas is a time for lots of chocolate and food, our answer to Christmas is Christmas is a time for traditions and connection to the people that you love, that you don't always have the time for at other times. You don't make time to connect with people in the right way. That's what Christmas is to me. Christmas is the time I connect with the people I love. So it's, it's, it's ideal, really. And also that exercise, you know, it really massively helps everything, really. For, for us, it also completely and utterly exhausts two dogs, which is problematic over a day when, you know, you're very busy and there's going to be lots of other people around. It keeps everything everything kind of going but it's also the idea that, you know, why not keep exercising over Christmas time? You don't have to do one or the other. You can keep your exercise levels nice and high. And also, because you know you're going to eat a little bit more food. It's and New Year's resolutions are, are shown to not really stay past January if we're not careful. Because everyone overdoes it, feels hugely guilty. And that momentum only takes them through to the end of January if we're lucky. Most people don't sustain that through the year. It's much better to just not go totally crazy in December. And then set some really positive intentions and goals in January without the guilt behind them. And, and, and try and pick something more achievable. What I would also say is um, possibly one of the things I, I dislike the most in January is also the fact that people feel they've overindulged in carbohydrates and sugars and everything else over December, but then they feel that January is the time they should then become vegan. I don't quite understand in, in one way. I would say January is the time when you are depleted, you are stressed, you are a bit low. You Probably the thing your body needs the most right now is good fats and good proteins and nourishing foods. And I would say it's just the opposite. Veganuary, though, and, and my argument against the environment, which is where ve- vegan, you know, the vegan argument, I, I'm not, I'm not victimising vegans, no. but veganuary is something that people decide that they want to do, but it, they do it in the worst possible month of the year. They should do it in a year of harvest. If you're yes. going to do a, year, a month where you want to be plant-based, you want to eat a lot more plants, then logically that should be when the plants are abundant and we're not flying them thousands of miles across the world, you yep. know, and, and, and racking up the air miles, racking up climate change and other things just to try and get all of these foods for Veganuary. And it's highly processed, you know, much of this food that people have when they're vegan is highly processed. Going to Greg's sausage roll that's vegan that everyone loves is very highly processed, but a lot of the food on the shelves that says vegan on it, go and look at the back. It's full of soy, it's full of sugar, it's full of carbs, it's full of grains. It's not great for us. It's not going to bring that inflammation level down. No, and so really what you're doing is like nice nourishing soups. You know, juices also can help at this time of year. Saunas can help. Saunas, things like your sprouted seeds, really good. We're getting loads of nourishing vegetables in at a time of year where they're not particularly abundant, but you can grow them on your own middle edge. You know, yeah. you're not had to fly and them anywhere. And again, and much better for the environment than doing veganuary. So we would encourage you to add some habits in in January yes. instead. 
And in December, just not go totally crazy. And again, try and work on it as a time to make memories, to form connections and to form traditions rather than a time in which you want to, you know, overindulge in certain things for your health, which we're not careful, will damage our health irreparably in just one month. Yeah, and we really want to try and remember, you know, spend time family with friends, enjoy each and every bit because, you know, these twinkly lights are going to vanish in January. So we want to make sure that we enjoy as many of them as possible. Especially when it's super dark. Yeah. They're actually very good for our <laughs> mental health, I think. And one of the best things you can possibly do is plan a couple of events that are going to happen in January or February. We always have my birthday to look forward to at the first week of February, but it's having an event in there that knows that when this season is gone and you've calmed down, you have something really to look forward to. January is a month that I think always moves very quickly, but you, you need something to look forward to because it's not going to suddenly jump into spring and summer. You have still got to get through another few months. It's having those things in really to kind of boost you and keep you going through it. That was everything for today. Thank you very much for joining us on our Christmas special and we can't wait to see you again soon. If you aren't yet a member of The Natural Doctors, go and join. It's free to become a member. Simply go to thenaturaldoctors.com. Medical Disclaimer. All the Natural Doctors services are for informational purposes only and are not intended to diagnose any medical or healthcare condition, replace the advice of a registered healthcare professional, or provide any medical advice, opinion, diagnosis, treatment or guarantee. Use of the Natural Doctors services does not create a doctor-patient relationship. Use of the website is solely at your own risk.